Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail, our highway in the sky. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the doors. For the comfort of others, no smoking, please. Thank you. You're listening to Two Men and the Mouse, episode 239 on the White Dragon Podcast Network, recorded live on May the 26th, 2022. This is your everyday guide to the magic of Walt Disney World and the larger Disney universe beyond it. My name is Kevin Kessler, and I am joined, as always, by my good buddy, Peter Mandel. Hey, Kev. Hey, Pete. How's it going? It's going. It, it, it does. It continues to go. Yep. Uh, despite all evidence to the contrary. Folks, we are two lifelong Disney fanatics who have managed to keep the magic of Disney alive in our lives every day. And we want to share that magic with you. So pull up a chair, gather the family, or pop in your favorite set of headphones, and let's experience the magic together. Pete! Kevin. Been a while. Um, yep. Again, I feel every every show, we're starting it by being like, sorry, we haven't recorded in a while. This, Listen, busy lives, you know? I mean, busy, like, you are always ready to go and i appreciate that i am the problem um as with most situations in my life i am the problem uh, <laughs> um yeah no, i've been um i've been just working so hard on books like bu- i'm writing books full time now basically okay good but also still writing for for business clients so it's kind of like i have two full time jobs um and you know but i mean i'm able to turn around a 70 to 100,000 word book in like 5 weeks now which is awesome. Like, yeah, pretty fun. Uh, my new book actually just came out today. What is it? Haunted, it's a haunted house book. It's called The Haunting of Mockingbird Inn. Okay. It's basically a um, it's a haunted... A combination uh, between the Haunted Mansion and Gilmore Girls? You, uh, honestly, that's 100% how I put it when I started writing this. I can't believe you got that right off the bat. It is Haunted Mansion meets Gilmore Girls. It is what if, like, when Lorelai took over the Dragonfly, it was haunted. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, and and there's even like a teenage girl like uh daughter character, so it's kind of like Lorelai and Rory, but it's like if they like hated each other, like it's it's more like a mom and daughter who are like at odds with each other, and they have to like find their connection again through the experience in the haunted house. Is there a harp player who's only in like yes. the first couple pages? Yes, there is. <laughs> there is a harp player, and I did that as an homage to Gilmore Girls. I love it. And and the, the, though I will say the harp player scene is probably the most gruesome scene in the entire book. Okay. Like it gets really na- like that that scene gets nasty. Um like I literally when I was writing that scene I was just like, well, "Man, am I going too far?" <laughs> like it's weird uh, that we're on the same page with this. I'm amazed that you got like cuz we have not talked about this at all off the air. No. I'm amazed that you got that. Uh, wow. <laughs> and yeah, the town is very stars hollowy and you know, it's it's you know, the small town where everybody's in everybody's business and you know, it's uh, like yeah, it's my second haunted house book. I'm and hopefully in the next week I'll be finishing my next book, which will be my ninth. Um which is another like EMP survival like, you know, action movie type book. And then after that I'm writing a haunted theater. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, people are like, oh, you're writing so much. You're writing so much. I'm like, well, it's literally my job now. Like, yep. like it's literally what I do. So, you know, I'm people are like, I'm amazed you can write so much. I'm like, I'm amazed you can do your job all day. <laughs> like, 
Um, but, uh, yeah, so lots of Disney stuff has been happening, um, kind of like around my bubble. Um, just did a one night stay, uh, for my anniversary, uh, with the lady and we stayed at, uh, Port Orleans French Quarter, which I'll talk about okay. in a bit. And, uh, yeah, it was just like a last minute, like one night thing. Um, and then, you know, the cruise is coming up. And that's coming like a freight train. That's going to be in October. I just got all my passport stuff squared away. Because when I moved down here, uh, apparently my passport did not come with me. Okay. I don't know if, um, I don't know what happened to it, but, you know, I had to get a new one. So that was an ordeal. Um, and, uh, yeah, going to need that for Nassau and Castaway Key. So. Um, and on top of that, uh, got to ride Guardians of the Galaxy and we will. That's be, exciting. Yes. And we will be doing a, I'll be doing a spoiler free review for people, uh, later on. And then my roommate, Zach, who has also ridden, uh, who, who also rode the ride with, with his wife, um, a couple days after I did, him and I are going to kind of probably do like a special, like spoilery episode for people who want that, like to just come okay. Cause I don't even want to spoil it for you. I mean, I know everything, of course. I mean, of course you do, because you always do. But, you know, we'll we'll, we'll talk off the air then. Um, I'll get to it when we get to Epcot, but, like, pretty awesome. Okay, good. I also was able to eat twice at the Connections Cafe, so we'll be talking now about I'm that. Now, I'm really later. interested about that. Yes. I. You know what? I will tell you right now, it's going to be a positive review. Well, I assume if you ate there twice, it would be. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I wanted to make sure that, like, the first time wasn't a fluke, so, you know. Right. Uh, you know, some good things, some bad things, as with most reviews, and uh, and we will we will go through it. So, you ready to dive into the news? Let's dive. The news brought to you as always by our good friend and sponsor Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, who will plan your Disney vacation for you at no additional cost to you. Uh, we got to have Dave on the show again very soon. Why not? I would actually really i I would like as we get closer to October. Uh, and this is this is more like me planning my trip like on the air, but like I want to have Dave on to talk about cruise stuff because okay. you know, like I know you and I know nothing about this, and you will probably never take a Disney cruise, but I am nope. going on. I will, I will live vicariously through you here. I, you know what? I'm going to tell you. We'll have a whole show. But I, I will finally have a trip report to give. It's going to be really weird. Right. Usually, it's your trip reports. So. All right, hopping into the news. We got some worldwide news. Have you seen all the stuff about Magic Band Plus and how it's going to be working with these Fab 50 statues? Yeah, it looks pretty cool. I'm very excited about this. So, for those of you folks that don't know, Magic Band Plus is coming, uh, I believe, sometime in the next month. Uh, they were saying in June, and for a far lower price point than I was expecting. They're they're saying twenty nine ninety nine, and I was expecting okay. at least to drop fifty bones on this. Oh, see, I thought I I didn't think it would be that expensive. I don't know. I I always assume Disney is going to price everything to the moon, you know? But Magic Band Plus is set to launch this summer, and Disney has demonstrated some of the features that will set the wearable apart from the original Magic Band. In a demo, uh, when we saw that when a wearer approaches one of the Fab 50 statues, they're greeted with an audible greeting from the character and flashing lights on their Magic Band Plus. Disney has recently been installing speakers at the base of each statue to facilitate this new functionality. So, uh, you know, I watched the video. Uh, the, the lady has them walk up to the Mickey statue. The Magic Band Plus starts to light up. You, um, you know, you, you hold it up. You wait. I think you wave to the statue and the character like says like, oh, boy, hi, pal, or like whatever the heck they're going to say. Okay. 
I think that's pretty neat. And, you know, I hope it means that the Fab 50 statues are going to stick around even when the 50th is done. I'm sure they'll be around for a while. Yeah, because they are a really nice addition to the park. I really hope they don't just, like, get rid of them when once the 18-month celebration is over. So, uh, uh, but now Galaxy's Edge is going to also be home to Batu Bounty Hunters, which is used with the Magic Band Plus. You'll be able to join the guild and find virtual bounties hidden around Batu. The Magic Band Plus will then use light patterns and haptic feedback for wayfinding. With the mission complete, you can then return to the Guildmaster for a reward of galactic credits, which can be virtually viewed via the Play Disney Parks app, courtesy of Augmented Reality. So there's a lot of like devices you're using here. You're using the Magic Band Plus, and you're using the Play Disney Parks app, which, by the way, I don't even know if I still have the Play Disney Parks app on my phone. I just put it back on my phone to look at it, but essentially not something that i need at the end of the day i'm like i think i've used like the game like the inline games like one time and that was the toy story mania and i was right. like okay i guess this is fun but I, I don't really use it very much and like you know you were supposed like galaxy's edge was supposed to be like the place for the disney parks app and i feel like that kind of just went away i don't i've never seen anyone use it no me neither but maybe this is maybe the magic band plus is what's gonna like bring that to to the fruition but listen, this is just like, you know, it is literally a plus, right? Like, I never feel the need to do any of this stuff when I'm there. Like, I'm in Disney. I'm doing stuff. Right. I mean, you were never really going around playing, like, the Pirates League or Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom yeah. or anything like that. So, but I mean, like, I'll yeah, do, a little I'll, bit I'll when do they were younger. Stuff. I mean, I do, like, I do the, the scavenger hunts at all the festivals now, and that's really right. Fun. So, uh, more parking lot trams are returning. As of right now, we only have Magic Kingdom parking tram. Uh, but and now I am so thrilled with which park they are bringing it back to next. Did you did you hear about this? I believe I did hear. All right. Well, Animal Kingdom is getting it yep. next. And that's the one that needs it, because no matter where you're parking in Animal Kingdom, it's a hike. You know, like like you are you are parking in Africa, essentially, and, and, and traversing the the land to get there and there those signs that are like oh only like a hundred elephant steps left to get there. i'm like you know what maybe if i could ride an elephant there i would care about that but right now <laughs> right now it's simba's burning asphalt adventure or whatever stephen colbert called it uh but uh service will resume in animal kingdom on tomorrow may 27th trams return to magic kingdom in december but remain unavailable at Hollywood Studios and Epcot. Disney has said that all parks will have tram service again by the end of 2022. Where do you think they go next? Uh, Hollywood or Epcot? I mean, coin flip. I'll, I'll say Hollywood Studios. I would also say Hollywood Studios. That one's a little bit more annoying to walk to. Right. Epcot is a straight shot. You know, as long as you're not parking in like the, that far off weird like like lot that nobody even knows about. That's really the only time where you need a a parking tram at Epcot, I feel. But, yeah, Hollywood Studios definitely needs it, but Animal Kingdom needed it more. All right. How about resort news? Ready for that? Yep. All right. So th- we don't really have resort news, but I am going to talk a little bit about French Quarter. So you know me, Pete, for, for my entire life. And, and my, my roommate, Zach, and I are also going to go through French Quarter when we um when, when we do our like bonus episode because it's like his favorite resort also. So we're going to like kind of talk about it. But now, is this my favorite resort I've ever stayed at? No, of course not. That's still Caribbean Beach or Polynesian. I love those. Those are my, you know, I love that tropical feel. This was the one resort where I was always like, I never need to stay there. 
Like, you know, like I, I was always just kind of like I was so like over it. You know, I was huh, just kind of like Coronado for me. Yeah. Like I was just kind of like, ah, it's something I never need to do. Uh, I was wrong. I loved this resort. I mean, charming is not even the word. Like it was, first of all, let me, let's talk about those Mickey beignets. Have you ever had them? Of course I have. I was amazed at how big they were. I thought they were going to be like munchkin size, but they were like full donuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're pretty big. Okay, so here's the thing, though. They went a little overboard on that powdered sugar. Oh, well, I mean, you could shake it off. That's the whole point. Yeah, but like, I mean, I took one of those beignets out and like this was a this was a disaster. It was it was. Come on, it's meant to be. Yeah, everywhere. It is funny. The first time we got the Mickey beignets. We were actually in Disneyland, mm-hmm. and I remember I thought the same thing. I'm like, they're not going to be that big. Let's get two orders. Yeah, and we got two orders, and we didn't even come close to finishing it because I'm like, they're way bigger than I thought they we were. We did the be. same thing. We got we we got six beignets. Yep, because like normally it's an order of three. We got six, and we were like, oh no, like this is so much. And and you know, but I mean, my girlfriend is like, she's she's like a, a, a really small girl, and she can out eat me any day of the week so you know she um you know she housed them but i think i had like two and she had like four but the um yeah they were they were great i thought that whole like food court area was great the lobby was really cool the pool was excellent really liked their pool i haven't been to that pool in a couple years we when we stayed at riverside we did both pools okay have you ever seen a french quarter then not a French Quarter now. I highly recommend it. I think I think it's a good it's a good So here's the thing I like about French Quarter also is it's small. Like it's like the anti Caribbean beach. Yes. It's very small and I like I'm a fan of Riverside. I like how quiet it is. Yeah, I mean I want I still want to stay at Riverside. That was always like the thing that I really wanted to do. But uh I really I really dug French Quarter. We we took the boat to Disney Springs uh for dinner and we ate at the Edison. And okay. man, I didn't realize there's like this whole like canal system back there. Yep. Like, connecting. I'm all curious these... about that. I was debating putting the Edison on my next trip list. I had a very good burger there. And and the the um the ambiance in there is really cool. Like it reminds me a lot of the Toothsome Chocolate Emporium in, in yes, terms that's of what like, it looks like. But I mean it's not as crazy big and like mm-hmm. flashy as Toothsome. Like Toothsome go delves a little bit more into like that fantastical element. Uh, because you know you've got like like the screens that look like windows that show you right, the chocolate right. factory at work. You got a robot walking around and whatnot. But I really dug the Edison. This is the second time I've eaten at the Edison, and I, re- I really. But I feel it. like for a seventeen and fourteen year old, they would like it. They dig it. Yeah. No, I think they definitely dig it. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely try that. Yeah, the burgers are are really really good. I very much enjoyed the burger that I had. the The burger blend it was like beef with brisket and. Maybe short rib. It was like it was a really good beef blend. I liked it a lot. <sighs> okay, so that was, um, yeah, that was French Quarter. I mean, I'll get into more detail at another time, but the uh, yeah, on the whole, very very good. Like, and so also like, I mean, we didn't take the buses at all because you know me, I prefer to just drive. Right. But apparently, from what I've been told, the buses are. Like they run with the same consistency as the other moderate resorts, but there's nowhere near as many people staying at this resort as like a Caribbean beach. So you're dealing with a much shorter bus wait time. Oh, that's good. 
And it's and apparently it's not like from what I understand, French Quarter and Riverside have their own buses. They do. They don't. Like, I was positive that they would share, but apparently I mean, I'm they glad don't. they don't. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a good thing that they don't. But also, like, no matter where, there's no like bad rooms. I think at 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 this resort because no matter where you are, you're close to the the main building in the pool. You know, there was a campfire. There was the movies, all the stuff that you get at all the other resorts. But this is my girlfriend's first ever Disney resort, so she was like, oh, she cool. couldn't. She she said to me, she was like, "How do people ever have time to go to the parks?" Because she was like looking around at all the things there was to do just just at the resort. From bike rentals to, you know, the pool to campfires to, you know, movies under the stars and whatnot. And I said, well, here's the thing. They don't do any of this. Nobody does this. <laughs> like, right. I, and I even said I was like, like, Pete, for instance, is never doing any of this. On, on no, any. but think the about pool, it. Let's, yes, say, but... let's say, you know, 100 people are like, let's do bike rentals. They're going to take those 16 bikes and be like, oh, uh, mm-hmm. I guess we'll take the first couple people online. Like they don't have, you know, let's say 300 people showed up to watch a movie on the beach. Like, right. uh, they're not, these are meant for small groups. Exactly. They know that people aren't really, I mean, I know a lot of people that, and in this uh, to me and you, I think this sounds insane, but there's a lot of people that like to have a resort day on their trip. And I totally get it. Yeah. Like, I get almost, it too. Almost all I my friends are like that. I understand the need for relaxation on a vacation. I don't subscribe to it, but I understand it. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I get it. Okay, uh, moving along. No water park news this week, but we do have some Disney Springs news. A Star Wars virtual reality experience is now uh, making its home in the former NBA experience. I can already tell you I am much more happy about this use of that space. Well, I think this is going to be a very temporary use. Oh, it is. It is. It, it started on May the 2nd and is going through July 27th, 2022. It is called... Um, hold on. What is it called? It's a MetaQuest virtual reality experience featuring ILMX Labs Star Wars Tales from Galaxy's Edge. The complimentary yep. preview will allow guests to try out the Quest 2 headsets and experience Batu in 360-degree VR. Now, I know what you're saying to yourself, Peter Mandel. I'm in Disney World. I can go experience Batu in actual reality. But I, I need to try this and see what it's like. Yeah, why not? But they're saying it's a preview. So maybe they're t- going to be like turning this into a virtual reality. Like, like maybe they're going to kind of like bridge the gap between like what the works was and di- what Disney Quest was and kind of repurpose this space into like a virtual reality thing. Maybe. I would dig that. I look because I loved the virtual reality experience at Disney Springs. I thought it was so much fun. It and I only ever got to do the Star Wars one. I never did the Marvel one. I never did the. Record oh, you're talking one. about the Void. The Void. That was it. What the did I say? Void. The works. Yeah, no, the Void is what I meant. I still want to know what happened with the Void. Yeah, I don't know. I was assuming that like the 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 third party company during COVID just kind of couldn't sustain its. <sighs> No, they breached our contract with Disney somehow. Did I they? don't know how. Yeah, I mean, they, Disney literally put notice on their door and locked them up. Wow. Maybe they maybe they couldn't pay the the rent. Maybe. I in my brain, I'd like to think it's not something that simple, but it's something. I awesome. find that things usually are simple <laughs> in real life. You know, like it, it, I doubt that they were like trying to launch a takeover of the Magic Kingdom, like. Yeah, it's something fantastic. In we my brain. shall turn Magic Kingdom into the Void Kingdom, like they're the Borg. Yeah, <laughs> you I will be it. assimilated, Epcot. I will say the Marvel one was great. 
I didn't do. I didn't get. I'm so upset. I didn't get to do the Marvel one. The Star Wars one's better. I did that one a couple times. I did that one many times. Uh, but the Marvel one, uh, we did it in Manhattan, and it was fantastic. Did I ever tell you about the time that the 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 VR was a little bit off when I went in, and it had to be no. restarted? So you know, the VR, I guess everything was slightly off center. And so, like, the doors opened in one area, and I, like, ran to, like, go through the door, and I ran full speed into a wall. (laughs) And they were like, huh, okay, yeah, we need to, like, uh, restart the experience because it just, like, the VR was just off, you know? And, you know, you don't realize that there's an employee in there with you. Of course, yeah. I realized it because when I ran into the wall, I took the helmet off and saw a person standing there looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I ever did it, um, we didn't know what even what was going on. They were like, okay, uh, you're going to pick up blasters? And we're mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Seems like spoiler. They're like, we need you to not throw the blaster. Yeah, and I think I know why. And they told... <laughs> so I asked. I'm like, wait a minute. Why would we throw the blaster? And they're like, we had a guy who threw the blaster. I mean, at this point, I think it's not spoiler. No one can even do it anymore. Yeah. At Darth Vader. Yeah. And he threw the blaster and it landed in the lobby because that's what you're seeing. So he threw it over that wall <sighs> and it landed where people were checking in. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I get it. He crushes your gun. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> That guy was just like from hell's heart. I stab at me. Oh, I love it. If you're if I'm going down, I'm taking you with me, Vader. With this, with this. That gun and they're like, head. they're like, don't lay on the ground and shoot. I guess everyone thinks they're like a sniper. Yeah, and then you end up tripping over your buddy. Yeah, that can oh, definitely. So I could definitely see that. I was always the one that ended up doing like the the pattern, like the Simon thing. Yeah, I did that too. Because whenever I would let anyone else do it, it always was like horror. Like the first time, literally, I had to like shove somebody aside and be like, "I'll do it." It's funny. The first time I did it, I was so busy looking around, I like barely was doing it. Mm-hmm. So I had it had to go like three times. It's got to be easier to aim those than to aim like. There's got to be some aim assist going on there, right? Because yeah, I was excellent at shooting those stormtroopers, and I remember. Like, from when I was a kid with a BB gun, I was not that accurate. And I have not trained since. So there had to have been some aim assist going on. You know, I will say that the Marvel one had a really cool moment where... Now, I had three people. Okay. So we kind of, like, went to... I believe they're, like, Quinjet-like like ships. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of in one ship, right? And there's two consoles... To like fly it, so to speak. Okay. And like, so I was at one, and uh, Nolan and Dave were at another one. And when we started going, our ships broke apart, and I could see them like flying off. Oh my gosh! Now, mind you, I know they're right next to me, pretty much. Right. But like, I was in my own ship. It was it was actually pretty neat. Like, it was a neat effect. Did you have a blaster in that, or was it like an Iron yes, Man like repulsor, like Iron Man tech to like shoot? Oh, forward. so you're like shooting from your palm. You don't have like a yes. gun. Correct. Okay, cool. And if you put them together, you could do like a mega beam. Oh, wow. That's really neat. 
Yeah, I think and I had the, seen when they were announcing it that it was supposed to be you could choose between like an Iron Man suit or a Black and Panther, Black Panther. Suit. Okay. Yeah, well, it's kind of like a combo. And the coolest thing was is in the beginning, before the adventure starts, the doors are actually portals created by Doctor Strange. Oh, nice. So it would spark and you'd have to like walk through it. That's really neat. It was fun. That's really neat. What, what I always thought was re- neat in the Star Wars one was like when there would be like a droid in the room with you. Like I'd yeah, go to like touch the droid. droid and I'd be like, oh my God, it's really there. Yeah, I did the same thing. K2SO was actually in the room and there was an R2 unit in there too. Yeah. So um, my favorite thing in that was seeing uh, Vader's castle. Yes, which I have a feeling we're going to be seeing again pretty soon, and maybe. Might, might be. Uh, so yeah, I'm. I, I we'll talk about that at the end of the show. Obi Wan and Doctor Strange and stuff like that, because a lot of thoughts. All right, Magic. Oh, you know what? Before we get to Magic Kingdom news, we're going to take a quick commercial break here from our wonderful sponsors, and then we'll be back with more Two Men in the Mouse coming at you right after this. You know, Pete, it's hard work planning a Disney vacation. Of course. Your whole family has to get going. You got to pack everything up. You got to figure out where you're eating. You got to figure out where you're staying. But you know what makes life so much easier and makes your trip planning a more fun experience? Tell me. That sounds like something I need. Absolutely. You need a travel agent. Do we know one of those? We absolutely do. We know our good friend and sponsor, Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse, folks. We've both used him. Yes, we have. Dave Weikert plans our Disney vacations all the time, and we would not recommend him if we didn't use his services ourselves. Dave started his Cranford-based business here in 2008 and in that time has been planning hundreds of Walt Disney World vacations. Dave plans every trip as if it were his own and you will never find someone more passionate about Disney. Very easy to work with and will do his best to make sure you're satisfied. Working with Dave, you're likely to pay less and get more. And what's better than that, Peter Mandel? Tell me. You never pay a charge for Dave's services. It is 100% free. Dave will plan your entire trip for no additional cost to you. That sounds awesome. Absolutely. Dave has helped over 875 families enjoy their Disney vacations. A graduate of the College of Disney Knowledge, Dave has visited every Disney World resort and has personally stayed at 12 Disney World resorts. He's dined also at every Disney restaurant. He's crazy about Disney food. That is an accomplishment. Absolutely. I wish I could say I did that. That's like the snack challenge times 10. Yep. Dave also gives you Disney dollars for land packages and shipboard credits for any Disney cruise line vacations you might be going. Uh, This can be used as cash at any Disney destination or store. Traveling with kids in your party, Dave will also provide you autograph books for all your kids. He gave them to us? Absolutely. Your kids went down with Dave Weicker autograph books. Of course. All Disney autograph books supplied by Dave Weicker. Depends on his name on Dave simplifies your life by booking your complete vacation, including resort stay, airlines, Disney meal plans, and park passes. Also, checks daily for new discounts. When specials are announced, he immediately checks availability and rebooks your vacation at the lowest possible price. Dave can also book all your Disney dining and will do his best to get hard-to-book reservations like Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest. It's really, truly a no-brainer. Folks, take the stress out of your life. Dave Weikert of Magical Travel, the official travel agent of Two Men and the Mouse. If you and your family are taking a trip to the Orlando area this year, your little ones deserve to stroll in style. Lugging a stroller from home can be an annoying and frustrating part of the first leg of your journey, and renting those hard plastic strollers from Disney theme parks can be both costly and uncomfortable for your kids. Well, I'm here to tell you about the solution to your child transport problems, and that's Kingdom Strollers. 
Kingdom Strollers is a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. Not only is it less expensive than renting a stroller from the theme parks themselves, but these are padded luxury models with features like drink holders, canopies, storage baskets, and more. What's more, you keep this stroller with you for your entire trip, whereas park-rented strollers, you got to return them before you leave the park that day. This is going to make those late-night post-fireworks bus stop queues so much easier, and Dad's shoulders are going to thank you for it. So, how does it work? You just go to KingdomStrollers.com and make your selection on the stroller or crib that's right for your child. Just let the good folks over there know a great time for delivery and pickup and where you'll be staying. You can pick your stroller or crib up from the luggage stand at your resort and then drop them back off there at the end of your stay. So pack light, leave your stroller at home, and save up to a whopping 50% versus park price stroller rentals when you visit KingdomStrollers.com. This is Bill Farmer, and you're listening to Two Men and the Mouse. And we're back, folks, back with more of the news. And the second half of the show is brought to you by our friends at Kingdom Strollers, who will rent you the crib or stroller of your dreams and deliver it right to your Disney resort. All right, Pete, are you ready for some Magic Kingdom news? Because we're going to start with some big news that is not breaking news, but it is big news. Okay, I like big news. Disney's not, uh, Mickey's not so scary Halloween party returns this year. Nice. It's not that boo bash anymore. It is, it right. is officially a full on return uh, to Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. It will take place across 37 nights starting August 12th and going through October 31st. The party begins at 7 p.m. and ends at midnight with park entry for ticket holders from 4 p.m. Tickets for Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party can be purchased online or by calling 407 939 4240. And those went on sale on May 18th, so they are currently on sale. The event okay. dates are August 12th, 16, 19, 23, 26, 30, September 2, 5, 9, 11, 13, 16, 18, 20, 23, 25, 27, 29, and 30, October 2nd, 4th, 6th, 7th, 10th, 11th, 13th, 14th, 16th, 18th, 20th, 21st, 23rd, 25th, 27th, 28th, 30th, and 31st. Ticket prices. Now, I was sure that they were going to price this like they priced the Boobash or more, you know? But uh, honestly, they didn't. They kind of kept it consistent, didn't they? Um, I think it's a little raised, but not insane, right? Yeah. So ticket prices range from $109 to $199. Uh, okay. To compare, the After Hours Boobash began at 129 and went up to 199 So, you know, the 109 you're saving 20 bucks there. Um, but take now in 2020, okay, so it did go up quite a bit. Uh, in 2020, tickets began at $85 for advanced purchase and went up to 144 So, yeah, the prices did go up. You're right. I'm wrong. Maybe I should have, you know, confirmed that before I said it. But annual oh, pass rule holders. Thumb. And, what? It's always going to Rule of thumb, it's always going to get more expensive. Yeah. Annual pass holders and DVC members can purchase specially priced tickets for a $10 discount. All right, so the first one on August 12th, that's going to be $129. Um, or I'm sorry, that's going to be 139 And then you have 109 for mo- for the rest of August, the beginning of September. Then it goes up to $119 uh, up until late September when it becomes 139 
comes 159 in October uh, for and then but there's one random like 179 in there as well a couple of 179s actually and then it goes up to 200 for Halloween only the number of nights and date range is very similar to the event calendar in 2020 that was ultimately canceled with this year's season having one more night which 37 as opposed to 36 and starting one day earlier so there you go you ready to hear about the the entertainment for this event yes curious the headless horseman will ride his ghostly steed down main street usa as a prelude to the boo to you halloween parade which features floats with disney characters dressed on their halloween best disney villains and the haunted mansion graveyard diggers so uh the headless horseman back he will be trotting i assume yes i assume also as he will not be charging down like he used to because you know danger uh trick-or-treats uh you'll be able to trick-or-treat for m&ms skittles snickers and other halloween favorites at locations throughout the magic kingdom and this new this year guests will also receive a reusable trick-or-treat bag featuring a keepsake 50th anniversary celebration and hollywood and halloween design you'll also be able to join the sanderson sisters during the hocus pocus villain spectacular stage show at cinderella castle as they call upon their frightening colleagues to conjure the ultimate hocus pocus party potion my favorite stage show of the year just the best you can also celebrate the season alongside favorite disney characters as they take over the park halloween overlays will return to several popular magic kingdom attractions including space mountain the mad tea party pirates of the caribbean and the monsters incorporated laugh floor that's interesting. Might have to do that. Pumpkin okay. King himself, Jack Skellington, will host Disney's Not So Spooky Spectacular. This can't miss nighttime extravaganza features projections, special effects, lighting mixed with fireworks, music, and Disney characters. You will also be able to discover sweet and savory menu items. And new this year, in honor of the 50th anniversary, Disney is adding more fun to the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party in the form of event exclusive step in photo opportunities. In addition to the reusable trick-or-treating tote bag, guests will also receive a Halloween-themed 50th anniversary celebration commemorative pin. I guess that's also in place of the uh, the Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom card that will yep. not be happening. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah, no, I'm all for I'm all for a pin. So I don't. Know, I'm trying to decide if I'm going to do it this year. I don't know because so the cruise just so you know, like has a Halloween party on it, right? And at the cruise Halloween party, they have one of the coolest things I've ever seen. They have Minnie, Daisy, and Clarabelle Cow dressed as the Sanderson sisters. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm very psyched for that. The Harmony Barbershop has re- is reopening, and we have some news on Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. The Harmony Barbershop on Main Street USA will reopen July 31st at the Magic Kingdom. A limited number of reservations for the experience will be bookable in the My Disney Experience app beginning June 28th. Walk-in appointments will be accepted based on availability. The Harmony Barbershop closed along with the rest of Disney during the COVID pandemic. And along with this news, uh, Disney has also said that the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique will reopen later this year, but did not offer any specific dates. So there you go. Never done the Harmony Barbershop, have you? No. Uh, What about Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique? Has your daughter ever done that? No, she was, you know, my, my daughter loved princess dresses for a while, but she wasn't super into that. Okay. All right. So now we're in Epcot, which is where we have a lot of stuff to talk about. Do you want to start with the Guardians and Connections Cafe, or do you want to end with that for Epcot? Uh, let's end with it. Okay. So uh, a new look has been announced for World Celebration that kind of differs from the original vision that we were given when the Epcot transformations happened. Okay. 
Disney has released new concept art for the updated look for World Celebration and World Nature at Epcot, which most notably includes a new Communicore Hall building that stands on the former Communicore West side. In these new renderings, we get to see the Epcot World Celebration Gardens and the new festival building called Communicore Hall that replaces the original, originally planned elevated structure. Also part of this new building will be an indoor meet and greet location for Mickey and Friends, which is approximately in the same location as the old Epcot character spot. The new art also shows a lot of changes from the original concept release in August 2019. So in August 2019, yeah... It, you know, we got that original concept art that showed like that, that like three deck, like uh, rooftop garden festival center. That ain't happening yep. anymore. The Communicore Hall is a multi-use facility and Communicore Plaza, an outdoor event space, will bring the park's international festivals to the center of Epcot. So that's pretty cool. You never really get the festivals in the center of Epcot. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah. Communicore Plaza will have the flexibility to host intimate musical performances that extend out into the nearby gardens. So I guess that'll be like, you know, things like Mariachi Cobre kind of style. I mean, obviously not Mariachi Cobre because they're in Mexico, but Communicore Hall will also be a flexible exhibition and gallery space offering a wide variety of experiences that highlight art, live music, food, and complete with a demonstration kitchen plus more. This looks pretty cool. It's like a very modern looking black sleek building with like a with like an open courtyard in the middle of it. It looks pretty neat. Okay. Disney has said that the new Communicore Hall is inspired by the original Epcot aesthetic, apparent throughout the park's transformation, including the timeless triangular geometry most prominently featured in Spaceship Earth. The new renderings have shown more of the Epcot gardens that will be home to various festivals. So, yeah, this looks pretty cool. There's like a stage there. There's, you know, like during Festival of the Holidays, it's going to look completely different. They're going to decorate it differently. Food and wine is going to look completely different for it. Like they have like all these different designs that they've shared. And uh, World Nature and Journey of Water will be connecting with World Celebration as well, and that is currently being uh, built. the uh, The head Imagineer he gave he went to Instagram to talk about it a little bit. Do you want to? I mean, he's basically just saying things that we know he's going to say. Like it's going to be great. Do you want to hear it or do you want to? Because you asked for it. Yep. <laughs> Actually, no, we did ask for this. Yeah, sure. Like we did want Epcot to be updated. Everybody did. So, um, you know, he says things like World Celebration will be a can't miss destination for evening activities. It is designed with over 12,000 individually controllable lighting fixtures. The reimagined nighttime experiences in this new park neighborhood will create a dynamic environment that will transform the area every night. So Epcot at night is going to have like a whole new like aesthetic going on. And during the day, it's going to be okay. Yeah, it'll be just all right. He also says, we know our guests love the fiber optics embedded in the pavement at Epcot, and we're excited to share that we're bringing back new illuminated paving designs in World Celebration. I, I did like that illuminated. I was going to say, that's true. We do want that. We do want that, yeah. These features pay homage to Epcot's past while incorporating updated technology and controllability to deliver some fun new lighting capabilities. As you can see in the image that he shared, at the central planter in the heart of World Celebration, the rings of the Epcot logo will come to life with light and color in an inviting and dynamic celebration of unity. So, you know, that those five Epcot rings that are kind of like become this new like logo. He also says we're creating new spaces for hero features, large scale decor, topiaries, lighting and artistic elements that mark the seasons here. Uh, here is an, 
he's sharing this. We see an artist's vision for the Epcot International Festival of the Holidays, where light becomes a unifying element of global holiday celebrations. And our points of light across Spaceship Earth provide a, provide a fully in-the-round experience throughout all of world celebrations. So this, this like, center uh, area that they're going to change per festival is going to coordinate with the lights in Spaceship Earth. Okay, that's cool. In the final image that he shared, we see a glimpse of the newly announced Communicore Plaza that will be purpose-built with flexibility to host a variety of entertainment and performance activities. Uh, he gives us then a glimpse of the smaller of the two stages that has the ability to host performances for guests on multiple sides, activating the adjacent gardens with dedicated areas uh, to sit and relax. All right. Uh, Showbot is returning to Epcot. Good old Showbot. Showbot. Yep. Uh, alongside the reopening of Guardians of the Galaxy. No word yet on specific times or exactly which showbot will be appearing, but we understand the interactive atmosphere entertainment offering will be roaming around World Discovery starting May 27th, so that's tomorrow. Uh, we first saw the ICANN showbot five years ago traveling around Tomorrowland, striking a conversation with guests of all ages. So this is, a, you know, a robot. He, he, like, you know, goes around, and he's got a little, like, uh, uh, monitor on his chest that like shows you stuff besides being highly agile an impressive feature is his ability to look up information and say where people live and have detailed knowledge of the area oh i don't i hope he doesn't know where i live are robots getting that <laughs> advanced pete they might be i think i'd be even more upset if this is just you know this being a dude in a costume you know knowing where i live because you know i don't know this this has got uh this has got merv 13 written all over it I think it's happening. I think the robots are officially taking over Disney. Maybe that's what the void was trying to do. Maybe like through virtual reality, they were like there was like an intelligence that activated within the void. Would make sense. It would make sense. I really think we have a Borg situation going on here. It's possible. I've been very. I've been getting really into Star Trek lately. Are you really? Yeah, and, and never. I've never been a Star Trek guy. I'm not but, either. I can't. I have a hard time getting into it. I started watching Next Generation, and I'm enjoying it, but then I started watching... Like, I was very intrigued by Strange New Worlds. Okay. Which, Did you watch it? I watched the first episode, and I liked it, but then I realized that it connected to Discovery, and they yeah, were, like, referencing things from Discovery. So then I went back and started watching Discovery, and I'm in season three right now, and, well, I mean, that's a show that exists. <laughs> it's something, all right. It's something. I liked the second season. Second season's great. Yeah, because it's got Pike and Spock and like yep. like awesome characters. But man, <laughs> we might need to talk after the show about this because like I have a whole rant. We started watching season four, and my wife likes that show. Uh huh. And she's just like, "Yeah, we can't do this anymore." I'm, I'm in the like, middle no, of no, season three, and I'm like, "This is just bad now." Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> okay, uh, Epcot's Guest Relations uh, Center has reopened toward the front of the park. The main Guest Relations uh, Center has been closed for a little while. The exterior has new signage, including the new, now familiar Epcot World Bold typeface that is used throughout the refreshed areas of the park. Stepping inside, the lobby has been updated as well with a clean, open design with minimal decor. Uh, they changed up the carpeting as well. The walls all, you know, are a different color. The even the booth is a different color, and it's got the five rings, um, Epcot thing on the back of it. Yeah, that's featured prominently. All the colors of the Epcot Park neighborhoods come together in unity. This is currently the only location in Epcot where the full color version of the iconic five ring logo exists. Are we really calling the five ring logo iconic now? Like, it's been around yeah, for I what, guess... like two years? 
I guess if we want to start making it iconic, we have to start telling people it is. Yeah. Uh, work is still underway on the exterior, but with the opening of the new guest relations, this now completes the lineup of new additions along the entire block of Eastern buildings. Because now you can walk through the center of Epcot again. Right. You know, there's still walls up, obviously, but you're actually, you don't have to take that detour around Cosmic Rewind anymore. Work is, um, I'm sorry, Disney, there's a new, the Disney Visa card photo op has returned to Epcot. For Disney Visa card members, you can get a character photo opportunity with Mickey and Minnie in Epcot in the Imagination Pavilion. The photo spot is located in World Celebration between the entrance and exit of Disney Pixar Short Film Festival and is, and is exclusive to Disney Visa card members. Do you have a Disney Visa? Of course I do. I do too. I just got one recently. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um. You just show your Disney Visa card for entry, and you will also receive downloads of your photos. The character experience is open daily from 1 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. The Disney Visa photo spot closed along with the rest of Epcot during the pandemic and did not initially reopen with the rest of the park. It is one of the last of Epcot's character experiences to return. So, um, yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited for that. A photo with Mickey and Minnie together, that's that's pretty rare. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. We have uh, we have performers set for the Eat to the Beat concert series for 2022. Gets underway on July 14th this year, and Disney has released the full performer lineup. Ready to see uh, which ones Kev knows or has heard it's of? One of, one of my favorite things every year. Yes, yeah, is me not knowing who like <laughs> big bands are, or like not being able to pronounce that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also announced has uh, beginning May 24th the Eat to the Beat dining packages with reserved seating go on sale. For available shows from Friday to Friday to Monday, uh, first time each performers this year. In well, we'll we'll go through it. All right, July fourteenth to fifteenth, the Baja Men. I know who they are. Okay. July sixteenth to eighteenth, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Okay. I, I know who that is. Okay. I don't know any of their songs, but I know who it is. Uh, July twenty ninth, thirty, Taylor Dane. I have no idea who that is. Okay, she's like an 80s pop star, so I get you not. That okay. was before you. July 31st to August 1st, Tiffany. I have no idea who that is. Also, same vein, I, 80s, I get it. I have no idea who that is. And my girlfriend texted me out of the blue the other day when this was announced, and she was like, we have to go see Tiffany. And I'm like, who's Tiffany? That's awesome. August 5th to 8th, Joey Fatone and Friends. So clearly, like, it's not in sync. It's just Joey Fatone and some of his friends. Yeah. Uh, August 12th to 13th, the Devin Allman Project. I don't know who that is. Me neither. August 14th to 15th, Christopher Cross. I've heard the name, but I don't really really know. August 19th to 20th, Journey, former lead singer vocalist Steve Augeri. so it's not Journey, it's just the former lead singer right. with you know, with and friends. Joey Fatone and right. friends. August twelfth to twenty second, Air Supply, which is the one that every year I'm like, I'm gonna go see Air Supply. I never do. September second to third, Southern Avenue, no idea. Okay. September fourth and fifth, Chris Allen and David Cook, no idea. September 9th to 10th, new this year, Hoobastank, which, of course, I know who Hoobastank is. Right. I was a kid at that time. September 16th to 17th, Los Amigos Invisibles. No idea. September 23rd to 24th, BB Mac, no idea. New this year, September 30th to October 1st, Stokely, no idea. October 2nd to 3rd, Sheila E. I have no idea who that is. 
Okay, popular in the 80s also. October 7th to 8th, Mark Willis. Again, no clue. I think you need to investigate and go to all these. Every concert? Everyone. October 9th to 10th, 38th special. I don't know who that is. Never heard of it. No. October 23rd to 24th, Billy Ocean. Again. Uh, sounds, you would know Billy Ocean. It sounds vaguely song. familiar, but uh, yeah. if I heard, I'm sure I know the songs. You the, would. The last two I know. October 28th to 31st, first Hanson, and November 4th to 7th, Boys to Men. <clears throat> Come on, I was a kid in the 90s. I know who they are. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Uh, so notable, notable by its absence this year is Postmodern Jukebox. That is like everybody's favorite every year. Maybe they didn't want to do it this year. Do you know who Postmodern Jukebox is? No. So they are a band, and I got to thank my roommate Zach and Becky. They, they turned me on to this years ago because I went to see them in Epcot and loved it. Uh, they are a band that takes like modern music and covers them in like big band swing style. Ugh. I really like it. It comes out Ugh. really good. <laughs> and I like that style of music. So, Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you are not impressed with that concept. Wow. No, I was hoping you were going to go somewhere else, maybe. I don't know. That <laughs> go on Spotify. You can find them on Spotify. I'm sure you're not going to. But, man, you did not like that. Um, Ratatouille is now going to be included with Genie Plus selections because. Oh, what a surprise. Yeah. That, it's it's Day in the Sun has ended officially. Yeah, that was quick. Yeah. It actually took longer than I thought. <laughs> Remy's Ratatouille Adventure will move from individual Lightning Lane purchase to be included with Genie Plus starting on May 31st, 2022. The move comes alongside the opening of Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind, which will not be a part of Genie Plus and will instead be an individual attraction purchase. I would love to know. I wish like we could see the numbers. What individual Lightning Lane purchase is the one no one buys? You know there's one that has the worst numbers. Gotta be one of them, right? It, I mean, and it has to be... Ratatouille has to be there. No, because everybody wanted to go on Ratatouille for the last. Maybe sure, year. maybe at, at first, but I mean, there was. Th- you could always get that in virtual queue. It's, it's, it wasn't like, oh man, I got shut out. No, you no couldn't. There, shut there were there was a period of time where you couldn't get it. <clears throat> yeah, what the first week? No, first couple months. No, I I swear to you, I tried to do it and and could get it. Sometimes you could, but not always. All right. So now our last bit of Epcot news is about the Guardians of the Galaxy virtual queue. Do you want to do that after the review of the ride? Yeah. Okay. So Connections Cafe first? Please. I will say I think this is a great restaurant. Okay. I very much enjoyed it. So now the takeaway for this. So the way it's laid out is the front of the building when you were entering like from like the Spaceship Earth side would be um it's a starbucks right that whole front part is the big starbucks okay if you walk around that counter to the back or enter from the cosmic rewind you know world discovery section uh you it's the the connections cafe restaurant the burgers here are game changers in my opinion because they are it's a different beef patty than what we're used to okay so there, it's just a higher quality meat. They're thicker. They taste more like a restaurant burger. Um, I had the the French bistro pub, uh, bur- the French bistro burger, which has like brie and caramelized onions and stuff on it. That was fantastic. I also had the bun me burger, 
uh, which is a Vietnamese uh, take on like a Vietnamese sandwich. And I got that. I got it without cilantro because cilantro is disgusting and tastes like soap. Um, you know, I don't hate cilantro. I despise cilantro. It is one of my. I have like I have like a couple of foods that are like immediate no goes. Like just absolutely not. Like I will. I will. You know, I, I, cilantro is one of them. Celery is another, and the last one is celery. Pe- yeah. And the last one is celery. I don't. And the last one is peas. Peas. Yeah, hate them. Wow. All right. And uh, uh, yeah, so they're all green foods, by the way. Well, yeah, we know that. Yeah. (laughs) But you know, for me, like at at that point, I should just be one of those kids that eats Tide Pods because it just tastes like soap to me. Cilantro. Wow. No, little cilantro and lime. But they don't. Oh, I hate the cilantro lime rice is the worst thing anyone's ever created. I'm just wow, like, get out of here it. with that. Just give me some seasoned rice or some plain rice, please. Uh, but any, it's why I don't go to Chipotle. Well, you know, that and digestive distress from eating Chipotle. So, <laughs> uh, but the um, the menu is looks really good. They have some really interesting looking salads. They have a General Tso's chicken salad that looks good. I haven't actually tried that yet. I've only had the two burgers, but those burgers are great. I don't love their fries. Uh, okay they're very thin like kind of shoestring fries Mm -hmm. which don't get me wrong some people love but i like a nice thick like steak fry okay to me like my girlfriend and i were were talking about this recently we were kind of like ranking like how we look at fries and it's kind of like for me it's like curly fries number one right like give me a curly fry and and i'm a happy camper uh so it goes curly fries steak fries crinkle cut fries um and then like regular fries and shoestring fries down at the bottom see i don't know if i disagree with you because i'm the same way having said that and i don't eat mcdonald's ever Mm -hmm. the mcdonald's fry is pretty good mcdonald's fry is good i don't think if i were to rank like the big fast food fries right now i would probably say number one is wendy's to me still Huh. I love well, Wendy's the new fries. the new Wendy's fry. Yes, I. Well, I mean, I've always loved Wendy's fries even before they were new. I think Burger King fries are great. Hmm. Um, but and I would put McDonald's fries below those two. But let me tell you, the other two like fries that are just really really good right now. You've got the Taco Bell nacho fries when they're available. I've had them. They're okay. I really like them. KFC has fries now. Kentucky Fried Chicken has got fries, and they are really, really good. It's basically like a French fry version of their potato wedges. Right. And they call it Secret Recipe Fries. And they also have one of the best... They also have the best chicken sandwich right now outside of Chick Chicken Guy. Hmm. What about the Chick-fil-A fry? I don't know. I don't eat a Chick-fil-A. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I think I've had Chick-fil-A one time in my life. And yeah, I don't do that. Uh, I I I think Popeyes. Like you're not are, a you're not a fan of the Chick Fil A. I don't know enough about it what, to know whether or not I'm a fan. I'm not a fan of other things about Chick Fil A. Okay. Um. So yeah, <laughs> I I take a moral stance against Chick Fil A. I'm sorry if that upsets some of our listeners. I don't get political on this show, but yeah, I I don't like Chick Fil A. I'll leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> okay. The um. But the yeah, I um, 
didn't like the fries, but I liked everything. The burgers were, it's definitely now my favorite Disney burger place. Also, a ton of seating. I mean, a ton of seating. Like, like you, it's, I would really be hard pressed, especially in a park that always has a festival going now to ever be like, wow, there's no seating in Connections Cafe. Well, right. So, I mean, that's the thing for me, right? Like, I know Ethan definitely wants to go there. And I worry that it's going to be like hard to get in there, but I'm glad to hear they have a lot of seating. I have never had a problem getting in there. Uh, so mobile ordering is only available currently until like, I think, 530. And then after that, you have to stand in line and that line can get kind of long. But the seating was not a problem at all. Well, I would be probably be mobile ordering and it would be lunchtime. Yeah. So. I was really like confused by why they would stop mobile ordering around dinner time. It does seem weird. Yeah. I don't know if maybe like they're just kind of still rolling it out for that location or whatever, but I don't know. So, and I will tell you, if you're like me and you don't like cilantro, the Bun Me Burger does like does not say that it comes with cilantro, but it comes with cilantro. And you were able to remove that. I was well. I asked the person. I'm like, does this have cilantro on it? And they were like, no. And then they gave it to me, and it had cilantro. And I'm like, hey, that has cilantro on it. Uh, and I was told it doesn't, so they made me a new one. I mean, it's cilantro. I probably could have taken it off, but I don't want its soapiness getting on everything. Right. Uh, but, you know, I can't say enough good things about it. I really enjoyed it. I really, I'm going to really, try it. Yeah. I think you'll like it. I think it's, I mean, look, I've eaten an electric umbrella. It's better than that. Electric umbrella had a sandwich that I did like. It was almost like a cheese steak or like a roast beef sandwich, and it had like beer cheese on it. I did like that, but I think this was definitely better. Well, I'm hoping this will become a new staple. So I think I think Ethan will like it. I mean, look, it, it is very much like the way it's styled. It's like, what if you turned the um, creation shop into a restaurant? Like yeah, it's all it's all that same aesthetic, but right. you know, and I know how you feel about the creation shop. Right. I'm mean, listen. At the end of the day, I I want merchandise over design. Right. So I'm okay with it. But... I will say they've been rolling out some good merch in the creation shop lately. I, yeah. We we usually yeah. take a walk through there and they're doing a lot of like Epcot specific merch that like has like the Spaceship Earth design on it. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. I like it. It just, I think it's, it I just think doesn't neat. appeal to me, but I, I, do I like think it. it's neat. I think it's neat and looks yeah, futuristic I do and cool. All right. Ready for guard. So we are not going to spoil anything for Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. So this review might be kind of short. Um, I will say the front of the the front of the building just looks spectacular. I mean, originally I was like, "Oh, really? Like they're gonna like have to prop this ship up with like a with like an ugly thing?" They made it look okay. They made it look good. Like they, I guess they kind of like changed the way it's like propped up and like they they made it look more natural. Okay. And I think I think the ship looks great. It's huge. It looks like you could like easily like sit in it and fly it off into space, and I liked that. The, uh, you know, it's very well, the- it's it's almost themed like Galaxy's Edge, where, like, it doesn't break the story. Like, it doesn't say Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Like, it says, like, Wonders of Xandar. Yeah, I like that. So you go in, and I will say, Pete, if we were, we might have to redo our list of the best cues. Because I'm not saying it's number one. I'm definitely not saying that. But it's up there. Like, it's, it, you are entertained by the moment you walk through the door. I would hope that every new ride that comes out 
is going to get is going to join our list of best cues. There's no excuse for it not to at this point. I mean, the Ratatouille cue stinks. You're right, but that's uh, that's because of location. They don't have a ton of room there. But you, know you know what? what I mean, the the Rise of the Resistance cue stinks. Uh, I guess it depends on what you think the cue is. <clears throat> this cue has got something entertaining you every step of the way. I mean, theoretically, you're still online for parts of Rise of the Resistance that are awesome. So, no, I, I call that a pre-show. That's all part of the pre-show. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Listen, I also kind of like the Rise of the Resistance. Like, I love all the. I don't like the cave with like the back to suit, and I'm like, eh. oh, see, I like all that, I don't and like it's it. it makes sense. It, it works with the story. I see. I like the Star Tours queue. I think that's. I think I still think Star Tours is like my favorite queue of all time. Yeah, it's a wonderful queue, also. Yeah, and that was created in the nineties. But we like the Falcon queue, and what's the difference? Uh, I mean, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess maybe I just find the the interior of the Falcon queue to be a bit more interesting. Of course, it is. You're like kind of like in like where a ship would be but it, for rise of resistance it makes sense that it would be like in this bunker with yeah, all but you're equipment. also hearing hondo and like the guys talk in that queue <coughs> in rise of the resistance you're not really like there's no there's rise no of like, resistance you get to hear that the ride broke down and stuff yeah that's true you do get to hear about that you know you, you get like you get be like oh thank you for enlisting recruits like from all the cast members and you're like wait why did what now <laughs> shouldn't i have signed something uh, but then, um, like you walk in this queue and immediately, I mean, it's just, it's a lot of lore building too, for like the guardians of the galaxy, like canon. And, uh, you know, there's just, there's always something to look at. There's always something to watch. There's a really random celebrity inclusion in here. And you know what? I, I don't think it's a spoiler because I'm pretty sure Disney announced it recently. So yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, so like Terry Crews just kind of popped up, and I hadn't seen the announcement, so I was like, "Terry Crews, what are you doing here? Does Space Terry yep. like yogurt too?" Like, it, it, I I was like very enamored with Space Terry, but Love it. you know the Guardians are like they're interviewing the Guardians and stuff like that. Like it's it's a whole like really cool cue. Um, when you first walk in, there's there's just an effect that I absolutely love. Uh, the pre-show is is good. You know, like I, I the pre-show has a really cool effect in it that I think is is like really impressive. But like, you know, it's not like a rise of the resistance level pre-show, but it's also not like a flight of passage pre-show. So then the actual coaster itself. All right. I will say so. I don't typically get motion sickness. Now, you know, my question here. What Can I ride this? I don't know. I, I think you need to once, but like, I don't know your tolerance level here. Well, I mean, ironically, so the thing I hate in rides is drops. I don't, but like, there's and not I hear, like, there's not I hear like, there are like none in this. <laughs> there really are no drops. No. Yeah. Yeah. There really are no drops. Uh, I mean, do you mind going backwards? Because that does happen. A backwards launch. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I'll find out. Yeah, I mean, but I, I think I don't get motion sickness really, but I got I felt sick on this ride a little bit. Okay, because like you know the the cars turn so that you can like to like show you the scenes that are going on with the guardians, 
And um, are you always going fast for the? No, I mean, it slows down here and there. Right. It slows down and then like speeds up again from what I remember. Uh, but I mean, like it's at one point, like you're in the dark and it's going backwards and your seat is moving. And that completely disoriented me. All right. Wait, so you're in the dark and going backwards. Yes. And at the same time, your seat is turning. I think it was. I couldn't really okay. tell, but I know I was. But when we got out of that backwards launch, I was like feeling disoriented. <laughs> now, one cool thing also is obviously it's Guardians. Of <coughs> Excuse me, it's a Guardians of the Galaxy um, ride, so music is a big part of it. Yeah, and there are six different soundtracks that you can get. And I spoke to somebody with intimate knowledge of all of this, and I was like, "Oh, well, I gotta get all six. Uh, I gotta get all six tracks." And he said, oh, "Good luck. You're gonna need it." And I was like, "Oh, okay. So that makes me think that some of the tracks are rare." Okay. Which makes me even more excited to try to get them all. The, um, I, you know, I, I think that this is, if Space Mountain were a Pokemon and it evolved, it would be this ride. Okay. And I think the roller coaster that I can most closely, like, because, you know, Space Mountain in like the, it's an indoor roller coaster, you're in space, you feel like you're flying through space, etc. It's like an improved version of that. But if I were to compare it to a roller coaster with like how it like works and how it how it rides, I would compare it to the mummy at uh, Universal Studios. Okay. I've done the mummy. If you could do the mummy, I think you could do this. I hated it, but I may have done it. But would you have enjoyed it if the Guardians of the Galaxy were in it? Very possibly. Yeah, okay. So then you probably You know one one really weird thing also is that like they obviously they they filmed the scenes for this while they were filming Guardians 3 and clearly Bradley Cooper does voiceover in post. So Rocket is not Bradley Cooper. Okay. So prepare just, yourself just for like that, on the commercial. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much just like on the commercial. I also don't think that Groot is Vin Diesel, but I it, cannot it confirm not. that and that's not a big deal. You know what, and I can't really get into this without spoilers, but I also, like, I don't understand where, like, story-wise this takes place, and I know that's nitpicky, but it bothered me. No, no, I get it. That I understand. It bothered, yeah, that bothered me, Uh, because I want to believe that, like, this is part of, like, the Marvel Universe. Right. And, you know. But then again, where does Star Tours take place? You know, you have sequel, prequel, and original trilogy elements, so. Right. You know, maybe I need to just, like, stop being like that. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, like, Rise of the Resistance, it take, it's very clear where that takes place. I mean, all of Batu takes place during that time, that same time Unfortunately, period. yeah. Yeah, between The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. It takes place in what some might say is the worst months of our life, right after The Last Jedi. Yes. Yes, it does. <laughs> oh, boy. Um... Okay, so you want to talk about this virtual queue? All right. So that is my spoiler-free review. Okay. With the exception of Terry Crews, but I don't consider that a spoiler. (coughs) All right. So beginning at 7 a.m. on the day of your park reservation, when you have a valid ticket or pass and a Disney Park Pass reservation for Epcot, you'll be able to check for an available boarding group with the My Disney Experience app and request access to the virtual queue. This can be done before you leave your resort hotel on your way to the or on your way to the park. 
at 1 p.m., there will be an another an additional opportunity to join the virtual queue for anyone who wasn't able to join earlier in the day. Keep in mind that you must be inside Epcot to uh, to get that second virtual queue opportunity. So that's important. In order to give as many guests as possible the opportunity to save the galaxy, each guest can enter the virtual queue no more than once per day during regular park hours. Please note that joining the virtual queue does not guarantee the ability to experience Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Obviously, if it breaks down, you know, they're, they're covering their butts with that. Uh, registered guests staying at a Disney Deluxe Resort, Disney Deluxe Resort, Villa Resort, or other select hotels will have an additional opportunity to request to join the virtual queue at 6 p.m. on select dates during extended evening theme park hours. Guests with this benefit do not need to be in Epcot to request to join at that time. That's pretty cool if you're staying in one of those resorts. Yeah. Guests will still need a valid admission and a theme park reservation for the same day on the same day to experience extended evening hours, or guests may experience extending evening hours if they have a ticket or annual pass with the park hopper option and first enter the park where they made their reservation. For more information about this benefit, visit the extended evening hours theme park hours page. Okay, so you can also purchase individual lightning lane entry on this. Guests with valid park admission and a park reservation can purchase individual Lightning Lane entry in the My Disney Experience app via the Disney Genie service on the same day of their visit, subject to availability. Pricing is still to be announced. Virtual queue and individual Lightning Lane entry are only accessible via the My Disney Experience app. So now here's my question that I don't really understand because I've never done Genie Plus. But like and I guess I can an- I can figure this question out next time I'm there because I won't have done Genie Plus. Can you purchase your way onto a ride if you don't have genie plus for that day um yes so individual lightning lane purchases and disney and and genie plus are two different not, services yeah they're two different things okay that makes sense all right i'm all for that all right ready for animal kingdom news sure the festival of the lion king is returning in july It will be returning on July 16, 2022. It will be the full show. Uh, It will no longer be a celebration of Festival of the Lion King. That will close on July 4th uh, with the um, Festival of the Lion King beginning on the 16th. No shows will be performed July 5th through 15th. When the show reopens on July 16th, Genie Plus access via the Lightning Lane will continue as before. Uh, The Tumble Monkeys are back. The Flying Bird is back. It's going to be back to everything. As of today, Kite Tales has ended its regular performances. Um, the final performance is going to be today, and then beginning tomorrow, May 27th, Kite Tales will switch to a walk-by viewing experience without scheduled performance times and none of the theater-based performers. I always thought Kite Tales would be something that lasted like a literal generation at, at Animal Kingdom. Are you being sarcastic? Yes, I am. <laughs> I was about to say, like, there's no way that you're... I mean, Kite Tales started, and we were like, what is happening? I know. And it's it, like just crashes all the time. Like, I know. It's w- a way better idea to just be like walking by and be like, oh, there's a kite. I agree. Not have them like dancing through the sky and stuff and crashing. Disney says it will be shifting the focus of the show, so guests will be able to experience Kite Tales from anywhere around the River Lagoon with shorter and more frequent performances throughout the day. Because you asked for it, folks. Disney Kite Tales is currently performed six times per day at scheduled times. Uh, it debuted to very mixed reviews on October 1st, 2021 as part of the 50th anniversary celebration. We have some uh, ready for Hollywood Studios news to close us out. Sure. We have some details on the new Fantasmic. 
This okay. I'm very excited about. In a press release today, Disney has provided <clears throat> a few more details on what we can expect from Fantasmic. Disney says that the iconic Fantasmic at Hollywood Studios will make its much-anticipated return later in 2022 with a new show sequence featuring Disney characters Mulan, Elsa, Aladdin, Pocahontas, and Moana in heroic moments, as well as new technical enhancements. Guests won't want to miss this spectacle set on a canvas of water where the forces of good and evil battle it out in Mickey's dream. The extravagant open-air nighttime musical boasts more than 50 live performers, massive sets, stunning effects, rousing music, and dazzling pyrotechnics. The new scene will replace the existing Pocahontas segment. <laughs> Finally. We've only been screwed about that for eight years now. Uh, work has been underway on refurbishing almost all areas of the Hollywood Hills Amphitheater, which includes new lighting system, new fountains, and a rebuild of Steamboat Mickey. Disney has stopped short of offering an opening date, but our latest information from www.magic.com suggests that we will see Fantasmic this summer, possibly in July. And that's the news this week. Not bad. So thank God they're getting rid of that Pocahontas thing, right? Yeah, I mean, it's so weird, right? Like, it's been there for so long. So weird. There's like part of me at the same time. It's like, oh, why bother doing it now? Because <laughs> they, they want to reopen the show and have it be good? Yeah. Well. I got to tell you, man, that Pocahontas thing just drove that show to a screeching halt every time. <sighs> it's always weird. Always weird. I mean, I, it, in the last couple of years, there had to be people who've never even seen Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. Who are like, what is this? And this is why they don't like include like the latest Disney movie in these shows anymore yeah <clears throat> because pocahontas is uh, people look there are people that love it but there are not many people that love it and it is not like one of those timeless disney classics like cinderella like you know they gave it time and they're like okay frozen is definitely you know making its mark moana people love like we can include these things in this show and not and have that be kind of timeless right but Pocahontas was not one of those timeless things that somebody's always going to be like excited to see. Like Governor Radcliffe's like the only character on the stage at one point, and everybody's like, "Who the heck is that?" Right. <laughs> like it's one thing to, and Pocahontas is only there for like a second, a second when they're like Pocahontas, and there she is up at the I top. Know. I and know. John Smith swinging around, and everyone's like, "Is that blonde Aladdin?" So, new scene. Very exciting. All right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about this week? Well, I'm, that's it. I'm Exc- glad we did the show today. Me too. Are you excited for Obi-Wan tomorrow? I'm very excited about Obi-Wan. Do, now, we're getting two episodes. So, do you yes. think we see Darth Vader in either of these episodes? Uh, there will be a post-credit. Okay. You think so? All right. So, that should be interesting. I Now, I'm just really concerned about who's going to be voicing Vader because we haven't gotten any, like... Word on James Earl Jones doing it? I would assume it's him. Or do you think they have the technology now to just turn anyone's voice into James Earl Jones' voice? I think both. Yeah. I think they had him come in and do a bunch a couple years ago. And, you know, I think that, you know, they could probably fill in the blanks if they had to. How did you like Multiverse of Madness? I liked it. I loved it. Yeah. I think, and spoilers here, folks, for Multiverse of Madness. Um, If you haven't seen it, tune out. But. I think making Wanda the villain was a perfect like extension of what WandaVision was because I was the one always screaming during WandaVision that like like she's not a hero here folks like 
I never understand. Like, there's people who don't like it who are like, oh, she made such strides in WandaVision. I'm like, what? it ends with the Darkhold and her being possessed. What are you talking about? Yeah. I don't get it. People see what they want to see, I think. And it's like, at the end, somebody, <laughs> somebody said to me just yesterday, they were like, oh, what? You know, like, you know, you could you could make the argument that many other Marvel heroes have done worse than Wanda. I said, worse than enslaving an entire town and brainwashing them and forcing them as like to puppet around like her purely selfish desire to live out this fantasy life. It's not even yeah. like it was like, I have to do this for the greater good. It was like, I have to do this because I want to do because I want to live in a sitcom with with my with my dead boyfriend and my fake kids. I mean, if I had to have a small gripe with Multiverse of Madness, mm. I love that like Doctor Strange just does nothing but really cool spells. Yeah. And Wanda has the dark hold and all she can do is throw an energy ball at you. <laughs> yes, all true. the time. This is true. Like, okay, she doesn't have anything else in that book because I mean she's spent some serious time with that book. I mean, I think it's also kind of like a, a sorcery versus witchcraft kind of thing in this, which sure. I was really glad they made that distinction. Like yeah, Doctor I mean, Strange is like summoning snakes and like doing all these really cool things. And yeah, you're right. Wanda just kind of like she dream walks, but yeah, right. And summons like demons and whatnot. She just has no like, you know, spells. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, how about Professor X? I mean, yeah, pretty cool. You know, I kind of thought that the chair looked a little silly when I saw it. Finally, it's like, oh, that that's a little weird. I get that, um, but I liked that. Like when he when he did his like mind powers, it actually had like a physical wave. Yeah, like the one 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 one. I just like that they used the score. Yeah. Oh, I do too. But that I'm kind of like so. Black Bolt was in this movie specifically because Sam Raimi was like, "What would happen if Black Bolt didn't have a mouth and screamed?" <laughs> like, I, there's no other reason. Yeah, and Mr. Fantastic is the world's dumbest guy. Yeah. Like he's like, let me tell you how his power works. It's yeah. his mouth. Yeah. You're like, oh, what's the, what's the oh, point? Oh, I, you know what's really? funny is we all thought that that would be like the best scene in the movie, and it's okay. Yeah. I I would like to know how in 2022 we still can't make Reed Richards stretching look good. Yeah, I don't know. Like I just I was just like, wow, it still doesn't look good. Okay. Like this is the company that made Elastigirl, and that looks awesome, right? So, <clears throat> do you think John Krasinski is our MCU Reed Richards? Yeah, I don't think you can get out of it at this point. Yeah, I think if they tried to recast it, it would be it would be weird. Yeah. So, I thought he did fine. I, I liked it. He it looked okay. exactly like all of the fan art. Yeah. Do you think he has a beard though? No. When you don't. You don't think our our Reed Richards? No, I think that's how they'll distinguish it. Yeah, probably. Uh, how about Captain Carter with the rocket pack? Yeah, cool. I am really upset that they spoiled Captain Carter and Xavier in the trailers. I think it had all leaked so long ago that this was their... there. But there, there was this thing where it was kind of like, oh, like, you know, if, if this is what they're giving us in the trailer, imagine what's going to be in the movie. And, you know, like, well, yeah, it, it wasn't Black Bolt and Reed Richards. Like, but everybody, yeah. everybody thought this was going to be like, the big movie where like it's all these cameos and i'm like oh no like you just just they're not giving you all that in one movie like they're gonna slowly roll that out because i think they're building to multiverse secret war yeah you're definitely getting secret wars the russos are gonna do that do you think that kang is going to be the main like villain going forward for the like the big thanos level threat or do you think wanda is gonna be i don't think either the beyonder 
nah, I don't know. I'm not sure, but I, as soon as I heard that Kang was the bad guy in Ant-Man 3, I yeah. ruled him out as the main bad guy. Yeah, that's um, true. I mean, I could see him continuing. I know. Wa- if Wanda, if anything, at this point is on redemption arc, she will no longer be a bad guy. Uh, you don't think that they're going to bring her back as a villain? No. I love that also, like, Wanda ain't dead. Like, everyone's like, oh, I can't believe they yeah. killed her. I'm like, they didn't kill her. Right. Like, um, What about um the She-Hulk trailer? That was interesting. Yeah, I thought it looked great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't mind the CGI. No, and I also think it might be a little bit better. I, I You know, people are like, oh, the Hulk looks so good and She-Hulk looks so bad. They already have those renders. That, yeah, it's already rendered. So, I mean, it's something they already have. I liked know? that Bruce has two working arms again. Yeah. That's nice. Because I was I was really afraid that that was how they were going to like write Hulk off. Like he's like crippled now and he can't do right. anything. But clearly he's okay. Like he healed. But clearly also we're going to get him like transforming back and forth from Bruce to Hulk again because he's he was Bruce in Shang-Chi. Yep. A.K.A. for this post credit scene, we're not spending the money to animate the Hulk. Exactly. So. No, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be good. I think if there's, if there's no Matt Murdock cameo, I will be very angry. Uh, I, I'm i pretty sure you're going to see him. Okay. I hope so. All right. Anything else you want to add this week? No, that's it. Well, then that's going to do it for Two Men in the Mouse this week, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. <coughs> We're happy to be back with you. And I promise if, as long as my like, I need to figure out my schedule so that I can get us back to something of a schedule. Um, You know, this this. um. I appreciate all of you that have hung with us through this, like, oh, whenever we do it, we do it kind of thing. Uh, but if you love our buddy Peter Mandel, check him out at Rogue Comics at 105 North Union Avenue in Cranford, New Jersey, 07016. Or go to roguecomics.com where you can find a link to Pete's eBay store. You can also check out our buddy Dave Weikert of Magical Travel. If you're planning a Disney or Universal vacation, uh, reach out to him at DisneyDaveW at Verizon.net. And if you're renting a crib or stroller in the Orlando area, please check out our friends over at KingdomStrollers.com for all of your crib and stroller rental needs. And for me, folks, uh, you can check out my books. Um... You know, both my fan, uh, you know, my fantasy books under Kevin J. Kessler, all my other works under Vincent Valentine, B-A-L-E-N-T-E-A-N, and you can find those all on Amazon.com. Uh, and, um, you know, the Morty Monster YouTube channel is still up there. We're working on some new, we just filmed some new stuff at MegaCon with Morty, so uh, hopefully I'll be having that stuff up pretty soon. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, that's about it for me. Uh, but, you know, so... How do we end this show again? I don't even remember. Oh, has it been that long? <laughs> it's been Kevin? that long. Um, thank you so much for joining us again, folks, this and every week. Pete, any closing words? <laughs> Not after that, no. <laughs> Please, folks, keep the magic alive every day of your lives, and we will see you next week on Two Men and the Mouse. So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow. Shining at the end of every day There's a great big beautiful tomorrow Just a dream away If you're standing, please hold on to the handrails and stay clear of the doors until the monorail stops completely and the doors open. If this concludes your visit, we hope you've had a wonderful time and will return home safely. Thank you for traveling with us.